0: listening to Gays Gays, in which we're gay and we gaze into media that's by, for, or about ladies who love ladies. We do. Um, And sometimes we talk about other stuff. Uh, I'm Erin, and I'm a lesbian.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And I'm Erin, and I'm a non-binary lesbian.
0: Wow. Oh my Mm -hmm. goodness, that's right. We're coming out at this moment <laughs> we've, we've never, never we've before. never talked about it before in our entire <laughs> lives this is very brave of us to do this um please please take a moment to clap right now wherever you're sitting <laughs> <We're>
1: <laughs> or standing pa- listening to this podcast pausing for
0: applause oh my god there's um. a motorcycle <laughs> I think it's come up a, a few times, but we're gay.
1: <laughs> yeah. And we've been wanting to do an episode about coming out of the closet in general for a while now. I think that yeah. was actually one of the first ideas we talked about when we were first doing our initial podcast prep, even.
0: Yeah. I'm not sure why, except that it'd be just kind of fun. You can share yeah. our stories and our journeys.
1: A big part of the reason, too, is that so we've been friends since 2013. So for eight years now. Um, and I still feel like there's a lot that I don't know about your like coming out process.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you can
1: say the same for me.
0: No, definitely. It's funny that I feel like I feel like we talk a lot about being gay, but not about
1: how we got there. (laughs) (laughs) Identity formation, you could say. Yeah, our identities—they are formed. We've been here. We've been queer for years. Yeah. Where do you think you want to start? In having this conversation,
0: that's a great question. Let's start at the beginning. Like, um, wh- when did you think that you first might be queer?
1: I feel like for me, I had the realization like pretty early on that I was mm-hmm. queer. I remember having the thought when I was like nine or ten of like, I don't think I could ever like date a guy, <laughs> like literally at like age nine or ten. I,
0: like, I, I, yeah. Oh my God. It's so funny that you say that because I, I definitely, I, I've talked about um, compulsory heterosexuality on here before, and mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of um, people can relate to that. But yeah, I, I had the same experience, and it's not until like I look back on having those thoughts as a kid. Yeah. Um, I think at the time I was like, that's not weird. And now I'm like, oh yeah, I, I'm gay. <laughs> um yeah, Cause like I remember I like, you know, people talking in, like, you know, kids, you like, play pretend or whatever Mm -hmm. or you do like um uh what was that game it would be like your home and then your your salary and your job and you would do it like based on a number do you remember
1: that game oh um math are you thinking of mash yeah
0: Yeah, mash mash mansion
1: apartment (laughs) shack or home
0: yeah that one (laughs) so yeah i remember like you know it's just it's like a topic that comes up so if ever i remember Mm -hmm. like having the like thoughts as a kid of like i would want a really rich husband because i don't see any other reason to have to marry a man <laughs> and i like very distinctly remember that thought of like i have to have just a really rich husband so i can be really rich because like why what else is there that he couldn't yeah. bring to me of value <laughs>
1: Yeah. Well, I remember you also telling me about similar thoughts regarding the Selkies when we did our monster prom episode. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God.
0: So Selkies are a uh, like mythological creature from Celtic um, origins uh, where it's a, a seal woman um, and she transforms into a seal by having this cloak. And so if you steal her cloak, she becomes your wife. But then if she ever finds the cloak, she returns back to the water. And yeah, I remember relating to that, I guess, of like of like, yeah, gotta get away from my husband, like gotta <laughs> my imaginary husband, gotta find the cloak so I can return to my seal brethren. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> Yeah, for me, I feel like there were some other like warning signs that could have or should have tipped me off. But when you're when you're little, you don't you don't process the same way. (laughs) It It takes time, I think, to come into figuring yourself out. That's just that's just nature, baby. Yeah. But like, as a kid, like, I never fantasized about like getting married. Like, I never thought Mm -hmm. about what that would be like. Like, I never thought about Like what it would be like to have a kid, like straight up, just it wasn't something, and and that's even coming from me as like a doll kid, but to be fair, I was like a fashion doll kid, I was a baby doll kid, (laughs) and you have a lot of clothes, and you're very fashionable, so (laughs) thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. It, I You saw my outfit that I posted on Twitter the other
0: day. Oh, yeah.
1: I love your looks. Where I was wearing Crocs and mom <laughs> jeans that are three sizes too big that I bought at the thrift store. And a bootleg shirt from Shein that has a fake Bratz doll on it. And it says, it's my world. And we are all just living in it. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> and I had glitter all over my face.
0: Another like key thing I remember from from childhood Mm -hmm. that i'm like oh yeah that makes sense now was um you know like everybody like in the classroom all the girls they would have like their crush and like in Mm -hmm. in elementary school somewhat and then also in uh, middle school and i kind of i thought like like looking back on it i was just like literally looking over and copying somebody's notes because i would just like i would everybody would be like i have a crush on that guy and then it would be like the majority of people are saying that. And I'd be like, okay, that's the right answer. That is my answer as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I, I, same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially regarding like celebrity crushes too. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, what's appropriate? Like Orlando Bloom. Sure.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> at least I. I, there was a, a quiz recently and i don't know what this was based off of we're gonna show you two celebrity men and you're gonna tell us which one is more attractive and then at the end of it it's like i think you're gay <laughs> based <laughs> on how you answer <laughs> ah, that's
1: fun i want to do that
0: yeah yeah but um in in the answers was um the guy who plays frodo i can't remember his name but that was the one i was like i was like out of all of them i guess that's the one Or um, Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood. Or the
1: elf. I like the elf, too. Um, Will Ferrell? Oh! Oh, Wait, is there an elf in Lord of the Rings? I've never (laughs) seen Lord of the Rings.
0: Is is there an elf in Lord of the Rings? (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God, that's... (laughs) i really i really thought that you made a joke and i was like wow it's a really good joke and then i was like wait no it's actually not a joke there are a couple a there are a couple elves in lord of the rings <laughs> thank you for
1: answering my question that's
0: oh my god uh, um orlando bloom is that the one Did you saw? I
1: don't. I didn't know he was in Lord of the Rings.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm like literally (laughs) choking. I'm so sorry. Peeked the mic. Oh god.
1: I literally the only guy that I know that's in Lord of the Rings is um, Elijah Wood and Gandalf. (laughs) (laughs) I I literally me just saying Elijah Wood. That was if, if he really is Frodo. That was pure luck
0: literally because oh, wow. he's
1: the only guy i know from elijah i didn't it was, know
0: i was really impressed
1: actually that you knew that and i know that gollum um, is there technically he's kind of an owl
0: <laughs> you know all the the lord of the rings characters you got aragorn you got gandalf
1: you got elijah wood <laughs> who's aragorn isn't that the spider from harry
0: potter <laughs> uh, oh it actually might be <laughs>
1: hey. and no actually i think that's aragog um oh. Uh, Aaron, who let me have a media podcast? I don't <laughs> the, um, uh, I, I caught my gayness early enough to to, to decide to only watch lesbian media <laughs> around the <like, laughs> age 18 and I never look back. Hooray. That's good. That's a good thing.
0: Um man, I <laughs> it does I'm so bad with celebrity names, so <laughs> I I just we're such
1: a pair. I love it. <laughs> Orlando Bloom is in um Pirates of the Caribbean. That's what I know him yeah. from. Yeah, yeah. He, he was this he was the celebrity crush of the moment. Him oh, and yeah. John You were you were either an Orlando Bloom girl uh-huh. or a um Johnny Depp girl. <laughs> yeah. What a fucking choice. <laughs> I know. Either of those choices. Yeah, n- no thanks. Here's another thing. So getting let's Pivot back to like childhood crushes and that experience because that's that is what we were yeah. talking about. Before we got oh distracted. yeah, like for me, honestly, I can't recall having a crush on anybody until I was like seven, like sixteen or seventeen. Like I straight right. up can't recall, and I think a lot of that is because I was in areas where there were no visible queer people at all. Mm. So even though I like was having queer feelings, like mm-hmm. it wasn't. Until I was around like 16, 17, 18, meeting queer people online, that I like really realized that like queer people existed and were normal. Right, so, yeah. Well,
0: I can, I, I think can that's to a that large too. contributing
1: factor because like mm-hmm. how could you have a crush on somebody if you don't even really know that it's an option, even if you're having the feelings of like, I'm not into guys, you know? Yeah,
0: definitely. Also, too, it's like, like a 10 year old having a crush on something or someone like what does that even mean you know i i guess yeah like i had a, I had a crush on like people from digimon you know <laughs> sick <laughs> yeah actually did you have any cartoon crushes no as a child
1: i no. yeah i know it's not boring i'm so sorry <laughs>
0: no that's okay it's okay got uh, a <laughs> a really funny experience that I think of sometimes i guess my childhood crush was on like tk from the original digimon uh, but again it was kind of like a cuz i also really liked kari and i really wanted them to like I really liked them as, like, a, a ship, I guess. Mm-hmm. Again, it was kind of like a, a. my sister had a crush on, like, his older brother in the TV show. So I was kind of like, okay, that's mm-hmm. that's going to be the one that I have the crush on because she has a crush on the older brother. Yeah. Um, but I was on a date once and we were just talking and then they asked, like, oh, who is your, like, childhood crush? And I was like, oh, haha, it was um, TK from Digimon. And then she was like, mine was Ash from Pokemon. And you know what? I kind of look like TK, and you kind of look like Ash from Pokemon. So I think this... <laughs> I don't remember what
1: conclusion she came to, actually, but it was just like... She was like, this makes sense. That's really funny. That's really funny? And I, really I love funny? that. I really, really like that. I think that's uh, really funny. It's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... Like, thinking back, I can think of a lot of, like, female characters that I was, like, kind of obsessed with, but didn't, like, re- even think to register it, it, it right. as a crush at all yeah like, yeah it was like definitely had you asked me then it would not have been but right. was i like obsessed with starfire from teen titans yes yeah of course <laughs> and she so cool. from kim possible also, uh, yeah yes. she's also really cool um, <laughs> hermione from harry potter also Aww, yes you know cute. like
0: yeah so you're saying like 16 was around the time that you started notice, to notice an attraction? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Let's, I think I very clearly remember <laughs> in middle school having like, I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I am finding women attractive or I guess yeah. girls because I was like like 11 or whatever mm-hmm. age you are. Being like, huh, yeah, was- that's, this is something that is happening. Um, and also yeah. in d- um, being very um, afraid of of like oh no i am experiencing same gender attraction that seems bad to me mm-hmm. and then being comforted by mm-hmm. uh, again my sister who i lo- <laughs> i love so much um and who i be- at this time this was actually helpful for me so mm-hmm. i i think it's fine but she, at the time she was like that's that's a normal thing to happen to experience that and i was like great cool i don't have to feel bad about it um mm-hmm. as you might expect it's a normal thing that she also experienced because she just came out as bi recently. So Yeah. <laughs> Oopsie of course. doopsie. It's normal
1: because yeah. Yeah. I <laughs> love that for her. I love that for her too. Love <laughs> that for both of you. It is normal. Yeah, that's um, not that's not weird that you're doing yeah. that. <laughs> See and and this is again, I think, indicative of like some of the differences in like the climates of the areas that we grew up in too mm-hmm. because like um for me it wasn't even that i got to the point of fear because i had already fully gaslit myself before i could feel fear that i wasn't feeling what i was feeling oh you know if that makes That's sense so yeah like not definitely. to get not to get sad here but to be real yeah. like growing up in, an, in a homophobic environment like it was like if like, you are queer here in this area, you are going to be physically assaulted regularly, you will have zero friends, and you will be the only person who's queer. And so it's like, oh, so I'm not queer, because that would never be me. So, yeah, that sounds bad. You know, you you gaslight yourself before you even get to that point. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can laugh about it now. It's my experience, I can own it, and obviously I've done well from it, so. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, how about and moving on into high school? <laughs> i i can talk about my um Mm -hmm. like identity process pretty pretty clearly (laughs) Mm -hmm. i think from like from like high school up um yeah i don't know how we want to do this
1: No, go ahead uh tell your high school and up story oh whenever you feel comfortable sure this is obviously like an abridged version
0: i am but a podcaster and i i might be your friend in real life but as a podcaster, I'm not I'm not your friend, <laughs> and so um you know this isn't the whole story, but this is this is, this is what it is, yeah. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and I guess also I think uh, I meant to say this at the beginning, but I do know that like some of the processes that like I went through, mm-hmm. I think. Mean, I could very easily see people going through a similar experience and coming out with yes. a, a different answer. Um, so I also just want to say, like, whatever your experience is, even if you relate to some of the things that I'm saying, but not necessarily, like, your end identity, then like, you're you're super valid. Just a FYI.
1: That's a, you know? that's a really good and sweet point to make. Mm-hmm. Thank you for acknowledging that.
0: Of course. Yeah. So freshman year, I had a big crush on one of my friends um, mm-hmm. who was like i i don't know actually i guess i i think visibly queer i don't know if they were out Mm -hmm. i guess maybe just because i i was also like kind of like a huh that's kind of weird that i like Mm -hmm. think women are attractive that like maybe i like picked up on that a little bit um Mm -hmm. yeah i ended up having like a a big crush on them that like i told them about but didn't really go anywhere Mm -hmm. and then so after that moment i was like okay i don't know what to do with that (laughs) I guess I yeah. won't do anything. It's again, it's probably like not that weird that I'm going through a phase or whatever because bisexuals don't exist in my 14 uh, year old mind.
1: Yes. In the tela tequila era, <laughs> in the tela tequila
0: era, exactly. And so I even had like, I had like a boyfriend as a freshman. It was like, the like tamest relationship in like the universe like basically we're just friends mm-hmm. and like we would eat lunch together and then like we never went on any dates we would only hang out at school during lunchtime sometimes and then when he grad because he was he was also a senior and i was a freshman oh <laughs> um, my
1: god i know
0: i know <laughs> uh, and so like i think we kissed like maybe twice like just like pecked and then wow. once he graduated it was kind of like a like b- b- like we hugged and it was like we both know this isn't going anywhere Anywhere. and it was like okay bye forever and i never spoke to him again <laughs> <laughs> and i also like <laughs> i'm sorry to laugh but it is a little bit fu- a little bit funny no it is it is really it. it is really very funny actually <laughs> and so yeah and uh, then sometime around like middle of high school i had i do have the benefit of i went to a very i guess a gay friendly high school it was known as the gay mm-hmm. high school in my city yeah and there was also like was it a lot. was your school
1: of... color like
0: rainbow? <laughs> yes, yeah. it was. Ra- it was yeah. a rainbow. Our mascot was rainbow. <laughs> and then I also had the benefit of living in like a, a pretty liberal town. There was also like um mm-hmm. this like youth zone, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and they would they hosted a queer prom, and so I met my girlfriend, my first girlfriend, at the queer prom. And as you do when you get into like your first gay relationship like just like really really fell uh like head over heels for for her and it like it did not last very long cuz we were not compatible but like it mm-hmm. I, I don't i don't know if you had this but like the first gay relationship is it's just like you've just been holding back everything for so long mm-hmm. and like it was nothing like the experiences that i had with like the boyfriends that i had because i you know, I didn't feel the same way about them basically, mm-hmm. but didn't really recognize that yet. I don't know. Did you
1: experience that, or that's a that's a good question. I feel like for my first like really big crush, yes, but then I didn't like really start actively dating until I was like twenty one. So at that point, at, like I was more in check of my um, emotions. I feel like yeah, that's just fair. Simply that's fair. Being an adult. <laughs> Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> but I also obviously teenager. can't fault people Sorry. who are not in that place like yeah. and who and who are experiencing those feelings at like age 60, age oh, yeah. 80. Like Yeah, no. Because, yeah, I think yeah. That you're I think you're dead accurate. It just for me personally wasn't what I experienced.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, I've met I've met people or at least like one person who comes to mind who who really repressed herself up until the point that um she was 30 mm-hmm. and then like the first relationship that she had it was just like oh my god <laughs> i could have been gay this whole time <laughs> <laughs> yeah but anyway from that point once we broke up i think i was i was so upset about it that i did kind of lean back into the like this is a phase actually like mm-hmm. what i was feeling it's fake and i don't i don't really want to be like bisexual or gay, or have these feelings at yeah. all, and that was that sucks. I don't know <laughs> that <Yeah>. really sucked <laughs> and yeah, and and that's like obviously no fault of the the person I was dating that that I feel like that was just more society and yeah, and me and, and also uh, the biphobia of the time, mm-hmm. even though I'm not bisexual, like i I really did feel at the time that I had to make a decision of whether I liked men or whether I liked women. And so mm-hmm. when it didn't work out, I was like, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't want yeah. to hurt again. I'm just going to be straight, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so eventually I, I got, I got over my biphobia um, and I, I realized that I can't like push these feelings away. I, I really mm-hmm. do like women, um, yeah. but I, <laughs> um, I, I, i um i remember at the time never really feeling very comfortable with i mean i did identify as bisexual for a while but it never really
1: felt <laughs> right you know yeah <laughs> um, yeah i had a similar experience yeah
0: yeah yeah so then i think after after that eventually i did have a moment where i was like oh no i am gay <laughs> and um and not a, not like an oh no oh no of an more of like an Uh, i think i've mentioned this before that i was dating a guy at the time and i had it oh no a moment because god bless him he was fucking such a nice person wherever you are in the world i hope you're doing so well you're definitely not listening to this podcast
1: but (laughs) yeah you said in a in a past episode like you had the thought of like um if it's not him then like yeah then i absolutely have to be gay because he's like perfect yeah (laughs) he's so nice he's so nice (laughs)
0: um so then once i got into college i I identified as i actually i don't remember what i identified as i think i Mm
1: -hmm. i didn't
0: really have a specific identity kind of uh one of the people i was friends with described it as like erin just does whatever she wants and in regards to my sexuality which i think yeah i kind of guessed that was just what i was up to around then when i got to college um i i did have this kind of like lingering discomfort and in high school i didn't mention this i've mentioned that i like used to role play and stuff and so i a lot of the time i would role play as guys online just because i wanted it to be like normal that i was that my character was interested in dating women normal quote unquote of course um Mm -hmm. and i had like I had, like, a male version of myself that was, like, an OC, like, and uh, I, like, I guess I thought about being a guy, not a lot, but, like, sometimes, and I I had a moment Mm -hmm. in college where I realized that that was just, like, a lot of internalized homophobia on my part and Mm -hmm. that I, I, it's not that I wanted to be a guy, I just wanted to be straight,
1: basically. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Like, it would be easier if I, like, was still... Feeling attraction to women because that's something that's immutable about my that yeah. I can't change about myself. Right. But so it would be easier <laughs> if I was a guy, go- even though it, that would not be the case. Yeah, that's not actually how that works. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, no, I, I think I understand.
0: Yeah. So it was that that point that I was like, okay, internalized homophobia and misogyny go away <laughs> um yeah. i i identify as a gay lady and i i still mm-hmm. identify as a gay lady but now i also identify as a lesbian but that's that's more adult stuff i guess
1: yeah yeah well which we can get to adult stuff yeah 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 <laughs> I had the luxury, privilege and fun of really starting to discover and unpack my sexuality on neopets.com. Mm. Um, <laughs> isn't that fun? Um, so as I, as oh I my said, God. Earlier, as I said earlier, like I grew up in a really conservative area, and because of that, like I had seen depictions of gay people on TV, and that was my only frame of reference was mm-hmm. like watching shows like south of nowhere. And seeing, like, Degrassi as a kid. Wow. Like, that was oh that goodness. was my only frame of reference for what gay people were like. And knowing about the existence of, like, RuPaul's Drag Race, actually. Knowing oh. about the existence of, like, Logo TV and The L Word. But never actually wow. watching any of them. So I, because I had never actually met a gay person in real life, like, or somebody who was out in real life yeah like, i had a very very like limited understanding of what that culture was like it was at that point so far outside the realm of even my possibility something that's like exotic and that is only found like on tv or like in urban areas yeah
0: um, i yeah i can relate to that at uh, not mm-hmm. at least not knowing like any um immediate like gay people except for my my uncle which it was kind of like this thing of like like, he didn't want to talk about it. And so, like, oh. he didn't. And then my my neighbors, I, I just, like, I knew that my neighbors were lesbians um, because my mom knew them. But they, they were, like, very secretive and kept to themselves. And the only thing I really knew about them is that they had a bunch of dogs, which was cool. <laughs> that is cool.
1: <laughs> we love dog-owning lesbians. Yeah, we do. <laughs>
0: I aspire to be one.
1: And <laughs> <laughs> Someday it will be you. But so the first time that I, like, actually really communicated with openly queer people was on the internet. And as a teen, I was really active on Neopets. And so that really was my first exposure. It's funny because on Neopets up until this last year, you weren't allowed to say that you were gay on Neopets.com. You could literally get your account, like frozen deleted like lose access to your everything that you've put into your account just for saying that you were gay but i just knew enough like other teens that were brave enough to like face that risk and talk about it you know and so it was through getting to know people who were queer and trans on neopets that i started thinking about my own sexuality and gender really god that's so so amazing the time that i was like age 16 and um those same people got me interested in watching anime. And so Mm. because of that, I ended up connecting with a group of my friends in high school that were also into anime and like shouts out to all of the support and love for those people who I was friends with in high school who I know are likely listening. I love you. And I'm so grateful for all of the times that we had together in high school because they were, like, the first group of people that I was, like, like, confident to, like, say, like, oh, yeah, like, like I'm interested in women. <laughs> at the time, yeah. I feel like I probably said that I was queer or that I was like pansexual. Um okay. because it was not at the point of like me recognizing that I was gay, but I had recognized that I liked women and that was something that like I knew. So nice, nice. Um like and at the time too, one of my friends um of the crew of, of four was out as bi. Um mm. and I think one of if not the only people in my high school that was like actively out at the time that we were friends which was also something that was like cool yeah that's um, really cool I'm still very proud of them for we grew up in a school that was not accepting um yeah. and my two other friends it once i came out i think they were already processing some of this shit and then also felt comfortable enough to talk about their own experiences because as as it turns out when you're when you meet Friends in high school that you were comfortable telling your gay. Many times they are also the gay ones,
0: <laughs> of the yeah. trans ones.
1: That's, honestly, right? we just the, um,
0: the gays—they just sniff each other out. Like,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, you put me in a room, it's and, and I—it's me and one other lesbian. I'm gonna walk over to her <laughs> and talk to her about New York. You're gonna Pen- know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, or Digimon. Or Digimon. (laughs) And so, because I, like, didn't have, like, my parents were, like, okay about queer people, but I definitely did not feel comfortable telling them that I was queer. Mm -hmm. Um... Like, it did not feel like it would be safe for me to do that at the time. Um, I, at the time that I was looking to leave high school, I was just like, I want to go far away from here and I want to go somewhere that is, like, unapologetically queer. So I ended up picking my college because I knew that they had, like, a 40 percent queer student body and i was like i just want to be around like other queer people so pretty much as soon as i got on my college campus like i signed up for gender neutral housing and like started using they them pronouns like age 18 like as soon as i was there um in class and um like posted on my door and shit though i always like she, her pronouns are never going to upset me, really. Well, I, I guess oh, I don't okay. want to say never, but like for right now, they're not upsetting and they haven't historically been upsetting for me. Mm-hmm. So, like, I think that there are probably still a lot of people that I went to college with who, like, didn't even know that I, like, preferred people use say them pronouns for me. Mm. Yeah, um, I didn't know that you started but using yeah. them so early. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it literally just came down to, like, me seeking... A supportive environment and landing in one largely. Um, I can't say that my college was perfect about it, no. but I can say that they were generally pretty good. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And so, It was probably around my second or third year of college that I was like, oh, like, I'm definitely not pansexual. And I think my process of getting to, like, being like, oh, I like women and other non-binary people was me, like, really taking a look at how I had been saying previously, I don't want to rule out dating a man. Or, like, Mm -hmm. I could, maybe in the right circumstances. (laughs) Data man. And I think as soon as you stop thinking about what you could do if, like, pushed and start thinking about what you want to do, that's when you really get on a good path for great identity development. (laughs) Absolutely. That is so incredibly true. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was kind of my experience.
0: Nice. Wow. Yeah, it It did. I think I've told this story already on uh the podcast but yeah that was part of the reason why i when i initially came out to my parents i came out as bisexual Mm -hmm. partly because i had just like the previous year been dating a guy but Mm -hmm. um also because i was like i don't know what's gonna happen maybe maybe i'm finally gonna find somebody and Mm -hmm. realize that i do like men (laughs) Mm -hmm. and that's like oh oops i guess actually no that's not gonna happen (laughs) (laughs)
1: No. Yeah. And I think uh, like also a hindrance for me in coming to that realization later than maybe I would have otherwise is that like, I just really haven't historically been super driven to date people, like on Mm -hmm. a list of like priorities that like has not really been something that I was actively seeking out. It's like, If I meet the right person in the right circumstance, absolutely, yes. But am I going to go on a hunt to look for somebody to date? No. Like, it's not that critical for me. Like, I feel very comfortable, like, being by myself. Yeah, that's fair. Nice. But that kept me in the loop longer of being like, oh, well, I could, as I said, like, if I meet the right person someday, then, like, it could be a guy. (laughs) Like, I really don't think it (laughs) it could be. Right. You know, but, yeah. Man. (laughs) Do you want to talk about um queerness in adulthood, post grad?
0: Wow, mm-hmm. an adult. An- I'm an adult. <laughs> Are you one? <laughs> I am. Don't don't ask me about neopets or how many unicorn
1: figurines I have. <laughs> I, I do taxes. <laughs> Don't ask I how, how many. Job. Don't ask what my hours log is for Minecraft on the switch. Oh my god! Please, please. <laughs> Look, it's not as much as
0: Animal Crossing, and Animal Crossing is a game for adults.
1: <laughs> I suppose. I um, tell me about your queer post grad life, because we Uh-oh. met. Okay, we met when I was about to start my second year of college, mm-hmm. and so you were about to start your third so yeah i've been here with you through this
0: you have in mm-hmm. fact i'm gonna talk about somebody that you might know yeah right now yeah.
1: you wow
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so basically um i was like okay cool i'm a gay lady that's mm-hmm. that's awesome i definitely I, I am a lady and any i i definitely explored kind of the like okay like am i a guy no Mm um am i non-binary also no i just have a lot of like uh internalized homophobia and misogyny um yeah yeah and i was like okay cool and so identifying as like a gay lady felt really good and Mm -hmm. um i was like that's awesome but i like you know i'm I'm not just attracted to women, I'm also attracted to, like, non-binary people, and Mm -hmm. that's just how it is. So I, for a long time, I never really felt comfortable identifying as a lesbian. Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I could, and I felt that that would be disrespectful to the the, mm-hmm. the
1: lesbian powers that be wherever they may be that which is so silly <laughs> to think about now yes. uh, how about we just say it like it is the lesbian gatekeepers uh, the lesbian gatekeepers and particularly the turfs of the, yeah, lesbian and the turfs. world and the turfs to yeah. the
0: world so yeah i just didn't and also i you know lesbian has been a quote-unquote like dirty word in a lot of ways i know that mm-hmm. it was like Used to, I guess, devalue people's opinions. Like if you had opinions mm-hmm. on feminism or whatever, or like yeah. gender politics, and be like, blah you're just like a, a stupid lesbian or something." Um, and so I think I, I had internalized a lot of that as well. Yeah. Um, but then, oh, you'll never fucking believe it. When we started, the, when we talked about starting this podcast, mm-hmm. which was like, I mean, was a like a two-year fucking endeavor. <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> um, well we we decided it took us i think a full year before we yeah. really committed right
0: right so was it sometime oh, it, i think i think we talked about it for a year and then we and then we were like okay let's actually do this for maybe yeah six months yeah um, okay yeah yeah so in that i was like uh i think you were you were like writing the description of the mm-hmm. podcast or or something like that and you were including like me in in lesbian and i was like i don't know if that's okay that i'm included in the lesbian because uh because blah 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 my reasons Mm -hmm. and you and you had a really great conversation with me honestly Mm -hmm. um through text about like hey lesbians like not that rigid like you wouldn't apply what you're saying to anybody else so i don't know why you're applying it to you basically Mm um yeah are xxx lesbians not valid um like you were i forget what examples you gave but you gave some examples and i was like oh fuck aaron's right um yeah i'm i'm lesbian
1: (laughs) i've been right about one thing you oh my god that's how dare you oh
0: there is exactly one truth in the entire world and it's that I am a fucking big lesbian
1: (laughs) that is true yeah I think that um also what was beneficial in us having that conversation was that I had been identifying as a lesbian for a while and also had obviously been identifying as a non-binary person since I was 18 Mm -hmm. so like like I was, uh, like, the predisposed, like, maybe one of the better people to have that conversation with. Of yeah, our yeah. Friends, just because Definitely. of my own personal experience. Yeah. But yeah. I still sometimes think, I like, I remember that conversation well. And I remember um, at the time even being like, oh, God, like, I'm pushing Aaron, like, in a direct <laughs> direction that oh, really not be comfortable with. Yeah, I, like, felt bad when you were like, you got to change it, like, because i don't think that i'm a lesbian i felt bad being like um let's talk about this
0: (laughs) (laughs) i think it was good it was very beneficial for me yeah um, no in the long run was i uncomfortable in that moment yeah sure but yeah you know that's how it goes no, sometimes.
1: Exactly, and that's exactly what I was just gonna say. Was like, just because that conversation was like uncomfortable in the moment for both of us, doesn't mean it wasn't yeah. something that was necessary and beneficial. Like I think right. that like sometimes being willing to have like critical conversations with your friends when you're both like respectfully listening to one another and also both right. equally able to share your opinions, mm-hmm. it can be really really helpful for you in processing I how think you so feel. Too. Shit. Yeah, yeah. So, and I'm glad that we have that type of friendship where we can i know
0: i love you so much oh my god there are two <laughs> truths in so this world too. i'm fucking a big lesbian and i love Aaron.
1: <laughs> i love you so much oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh cool so how yeah. about how about you um okay i regressed after college majorly because i went from being in such a welcoming environment to being in environments where that was not always the case in my first job after college i waited I, i only worked in the job for like nine or ten months, and I probably waited till like, month seven to start telling any of my coworkers that I was gay. Like, yeah. literally up until that point, I was, like, fully and completely closeted and, like, actively pretending to be straight. Mm-hmm. Like, it was rough. Um And it wasn't even that I was in a super... A super homophobic workplace it wasn't even that people would take it that bad though i did have one co-worker who literally made me sit down with her for one hour to talk with her about what being gay was like um oh, which no. was not a great oh, experience horrible yeah and then she uh told me that she voted for trump and it was wild um oh yeah, fun i remember that but uh, I had many other co-workers that were like so totally chill and I just didn't feel like I could do it. And I think a large part of the reason for that too was um, the workplace climate for LGBT people in this country. Um, yeah. Whether you were gay or especially if you're trans. Um, yeah. Or non-binary. Because mm-hmm. it's like at the time I was working in Massachusetts and it's like Are there workplace protections here? Yes. But do agencies like and organizations skate past that all the time? Also yes. Yeah. Um, I had friends who had been recently fired for coming out as trans in the workplace. I knew people who like were experiencing really really wild instances of homophobia and I just didn't think that I like could deal with that. Um, Yeah. But also being so closeted for a year like really made me like I can't I can't. Like, <laughs> literally, I literally can't. So, like, for my next job, I was, like, out of the closet right... It, right out the door and there were some ups and downs I was out as gay I never came out as non-binary at that job because sometimes you just can't mm-hmm. like it would yeah. not have been the environment for that there were a couple of my coworkers who I trusted who knew and nobody else did and never did and never will now in my current position I am out and there are complications occasionally I'm not saying that like being out as non-binary in the workplace is always fantastic there are days but, like, I feel like I'm in a much better mental space career-wise now. So that's kind of been my experience post-grad and, like, settling into being in the workforce. Nice. My identity and the labels I use have not changed since I've graduated college. I'm still very secure and stable in that. So...
0: Yeah. I think, like, up into the point, like, like before I, I moved to New York, it was, like, coming out in the workplace mm-hmm. was kind of like a very much a it, I guess it wasn't even like a don't ask don't tell thing because it was like a mm-hmm. like a don't ask all lie
1: <laughs> yeah um yeah and it
0: wasn't until like the job I had right before I moved to New York there was one coworker who I really liked who was a gay man and so i I of course like told him like oh I have mm-hmm. like here's what I'm doing on tinder like I'm gay <laughs> kind mm-hmm. of a deal uh but then yeah once I moved to New York it was I, I think like as as it progressed, uh like I remember my first job in New York. It was kind of like a i I maybe mentioned like, oh, I'm gonna go meet up with my girlfriend, and if you, my coworkers think that means that I'm meeting up with my friend who is a girl, I'm not gonna correct you to like a I'm meeting up with my girlfriend and we're gonna go like kiss at my next job to the like i am I'm gay and I'm looking for women on Tinder because I'm gay and I'm lonely. <laughs> Um, do i think i do i think i like my current job where i i would hope that i walk into the room and everybody just is like that's a lesbian because that's the kind of energy i'm exuding (laughs) yeah
1: yeah (laughs) i like never for a moment doubted that you liked women upon first meeting (laughs) you like not even for a second the thought of you being into men never even crossed my mind (laughs)
0: i mean saying i i mean i can't looking at you yeah i also it's just like i think i was like yeah that's i think that's a queer person
1: (laughs) (laughs) i'm pretty sure yeah Um.
0: But yeah, I mean, I, what the, my really my first impression of you is when I we were in the car together and uh, I was like sulking in the back seat and then I and then you played the booty song.
1: <laughs> yeah. And,
0: and then I was like, "Oh wait. I I I can't wait to be best friends with this person for the next like 8 years <laughs>
1: <laughs> and many more and many more." God bless. Yeah. <laughs> we joked um that by the end of that weekend that we did that trip together that we um had reached Persona social rank tag yeah. in one yeah. weekend. <laughs> I think
0: that I was true, though. it's true. We fucking yeah. speed ran it.
1: <laughs> it's so funny. Like, I feel like some of my closest friendships and relationships are with people who I connected with incredibly quickly in the course of 24 hours. Mm-hmm. Like, I, it's just when you have a good gut feeling about somebody, just push forward. Yeah. Some, yeah,
0: definitely. Sometimes you know. Mm-hmm. And sometimes... sometimes Sometimes they also know and then you guys can be buds.
1: Yeah, then you can reach social rank 10, which starts with um, sewing together when you both don't know how to use a sewing machine. Yeah. And then progresses to sleeping in the same bed in the yeah. hotel. And then progresses oh to God. listening to the booty song in the car and yeah. um, playing Madoka, Oh, that's magical! I totally forgot fish. that
0: the first night I met you, I saw that that you, me, and one other person all slept in your bed together. I totally yes. forgot. Isn't that so funny? <laughs> I also like I. I mean, at this point, I'm like, it's like I'm too scared to ask. Like, is that like is that a normal thing? I feel like I did that a lot with like a lot of my friends, but that's probably just from going did... to anime conventions. Like, is that normal? I don't, normal? Know. I don't I care. Also I also did that a
1: lot with all of my friends. Like, we yeah, were, like all sleep like cram into one bed. And sleep.
0: Is that a gay thing? <laughs> are we is gay? That a gay? People think are we. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Maybe. it's a gay people thing because we do it <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's true because we did it that means it's gay mm-hmm.
0: yeah i think we kind of hit
1: all the points um
0: i think I we kind of like, hit all the points didn't we already tell our coming out stories too on the podcast
1: we might have really briefly but not in a full episode we didn't get to spend this much time talking about it i mean we talk about being gay all the time so like it's true <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean my coming out story is
0: not particularly interesting telling my mom in college that i that i had gotten a partner was interesting (laughs) because i came home for spring break i had like just come out to my parents like over winter break and i had had i had like a partner uh who i hadn't told them about yet and so i remember like i walked into the house and my mom was in the kitchen and i was like hey what's up and we talked for maybe like three minutes and she was like you have a huge hickey on your neck <laughs> and i was like oh, no no i don't and then and then went to the bathroom and realized oh my god yes i do and then had to come out and be like or come out into the kitchen again and be like uh yeah so about that
1: <laughs> oh my god i would die uh,
0: yeah it was i i think it was i thought it was funny at the time and i still think it's actually pretty
1: funny <laughs> it is funny but personally i would die <laughs>
0: What what the worst part about it is is like the from the like the size of the hickey you would think that like we like made out for a really long time. Like no, like I, I have no idea how it got there. Like we it was like a very brief like oh I'm gonna go back to my parents and I won't see you for a week like make out session. Like it was it like I should not have had a big hickey, but I did.
1: <laughs> well
0: <laughs> just that's just how it, sometimes. it is sometimes. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um it's been great to hear your your story
0: oh my god you too i love you i'm so happy that you're out you and, and I'm, about I'm,
1: i know what me too we wouldn't we wouldn't have been friends if not for being gay
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i do have one last question for you um actually oh, yeah so like i have I guess like I have so rarely been in a situation where somebody has actively somebody like another queer person or like a woman has actively like had a crush on me and like sought me out to talk to me. I feel like every single time that I've heard about people having crushes on me, it's been like, oh, that's past or like someone does, but they'll they would never have told you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I'm just so curious about what your experience has been like, like navigating crushes and um Like, especially, like, in college and adulthood with, like, I don't know, the shyness and visibility of queer (laughs) romance.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man, no, I've I've only had... I only ever had one friend at least try to admit that she had a crush on me. Um, Mm -hmm. And very shamefully, actually, I didn't feel the same way. And I also... I Mm -hmm. never really wanted to date within, like, a friend group. Um, So I kind of, like purposely like kind of derailed that conversation and just mm-hmm. like it never got brought up again but actually i for a long time i felt really bad about myself so i actually was not particularly desirable i think oh <laughs> and yeah yeah um and i had a I had a hard time trying to get anybody to date me until i i don't know what happened something happened at a certain point and i didn't have a hard time anymore but i i god I god i cannot tell you what that
1: was <laughs> oh, that's fair that's so fair. Yeah, I yeah. feel that, though. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like um, in my past experience, like, I can think of, like, two times that, like, people actively told me that they actively had crushes on me, and I just shut it down immediately. I was like, nope. Like, I yeah. n- I'm not interested.
0: Yeah. And um. a- every
1: other time, I've I've heard about it after the fact. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, I used to have a crush on you, or, like, oh, so-and-so did, but they never told me.
0: Right. You. Yeah, I think um, my experience was more, I have a crush on somebody and I'm Mm -hmm. not going to tell them. I'm going to let that feeling fester inside of me. (laughs) You
1: were were the one.
0: I was the one. (laughs) That was me. Yeah, I can, there were like, maybe like two or three instances of that where having like a Mm -hmm. really deep crush on somebody and being like, even though I think this person is also interested in women, this person has not shown enough of an interest in me that i feel comfortable um and so i will i will live with this feeling because i can't face being rejected and and that sucks actually um what oh wait oh wait (laughs) oh my god uh actually that does make me think of the the last time that i had a crush on somebody who i i went on a couple dates with and i I was like, I don't think that they feel the same way about me, but I have such a big crush on them that I can't not ask them out. I have to shoot my shot and I have to get rejected. And yeah, and they got so rejected. I got turbo <laughs> I rejected. Got, I got turbo rejected. The... the Out of all the instances that I thought could happen, I I was like, it's most likely going to be like, they're going to be like, I don't feel that way about you. And then I can move on with my life. No, actually, that's not the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is they give a very like a, oh, maybe, I guess. And then you can be like, huh, that was weird. And then later you can find their Twitter. Yeah. And find that they've, they didn't even vague about me. They used my full fucking name. <laughs> no way. Yeah. I don't remember that. I oh mean, my not God. my full name, I guess, my full first name. Um, yeah. that, yeah, that, uh, hey, if your Instagram is the same as your Twitter, and you're friends with somebody on instagram and then you vague about or you don't even vague about them you fucking dead ass name them and say that you don't want to date them because they're too boring they might just see it <laughs> that's so bad i forgot all
1: about that
0: <laughs> oh my god um but yeah in my experience it's much better to, to get rejected even if it's horrible at least then you can get some closure on it <laughs>
1: that's
0: true yeah so yeah that's that's been our podcast thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you feel like it, you can follow us at GazeGaze on Twitter, uh, where you can, you can like and reply to our tweets if you feel like it, and you can DM us with any suggestions also, or you can email us at erin at com. And again, we'll take like, uh, recommendations, um, suggestions, any comments. Feel free to email us with anything, even if you just want to see a picture of our cats. There's a very loud music. Oh, well, many thanks to Kate and Leslie of Neon and Nude for allowing us to use their songs Look and Love and You Pretty Thing for our intro and our outro music. You can and should buy their album at neonandnude.bandcamp.com. I recently saw the statistic that buying a creator's album on Bandcamp is the equivalent of listening to it like a million times on Spotify. So if you want to support them um, monetarily, like you should definitely... Uh, by the album
1: yes and it's
0: and it's great mm-hmm. next we were doing sense eight
1: yeah it's finally time i've been watching it
0: yeah me too
1: and uh, I'll, I'll be ready to talk about it i'll we'll be ready we're gonna talk about I think it i'll be ready
0: yeah so so preemptively if you have any sense eight things that you want to send us um, again you can dm us um, on twitter at gaze mm-hmm. or email us at aaron at
1: gaze Um, because we're still watching Sensei. If you email us any spoilers, if you could please put it in the title, that'd be fantastic. Because I don't want to open an email to spoilers.
0: Oh, yeah, that's fair. I don't really care about
1: spoilers. Well, you can open the email, but I want to (laughs) know. Yeah, (laughs) tag your spoilers for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Email for me. Spoiler tag for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, spoiler tag for Aaron Worm Moon.
0: Oh yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. Uh, If as always, um, if you would like to address the email to both of us, you can just send it to Aaron. If you want to address one of us specifically, you can send it to me, uh, Aaron Fishwife, or me, Aaron Worm Moon. Yeah, I think that's everything. I didn't yeah, actually use in- the fucking yeah, Evernote.
1: <laughs> Good but job. That- Let me double Thank check. You. Yeah, you got it. Okay. Um, did you mention okay. the email? I can't remember.
0: Did I mention? Did I mention the email? <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs>
0: yeah i mentioned okay, the email cool. i forgot three times <laughs> i forgot that's okay um <laughs> he he he. i love to
1: mention the email <laughs> i know you do so until sensei yeah i'm erin
0: and i'm erin oh, and we're gay
1: and we sure are gay we Glad really to be gay. are
0: gay so oh god i'm fucking and just fucking identity euphoria <laughs> it's a good day to be gay every day it's is a good day to be gay every day and i'm so happy uh, if you're gay and also if you're and not and i hope gay. you have
1: a good day
0: yeah wow my goodness okay bye here